0: And the home of time.
1: It is now quite a day for local sport from your local team.
0: Woo! This is Charlton Live. When the red, red
2: robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his home. Sweet song. The sun is red, live, love, love and be happy, what if I be blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers, rain may glisten but still I listen
1: for us.
2: when he starts robbing his own sweet song I'm just a kid again doing what I did again singing a song when the red red
3: Welcome to Cheltenham Live. We'll be delighted to be joined by in the studio this evening by a special guest. It's Samir Kar. Oh, never mind. Like <laughs> Nathan and Mark were looking at each other, they're trying to work out who the special <laughs> guest was. I under here. Good evening welcome Sorry. to Cheltenham Live. Uh, my name is Louis Mendez. <laughs> Uh, it's the on Maritime Radio like I said uh, on your Sunday evening joining me in the studio uh, as we're gearing up to the back of yesterday's 1-0 win over Barry and a whole host of other stuff that's come out over the last couple of days this is uh, Mr Nathan Monet. do you know living the dream the dream is back on yes we're back in the playoffs
4: yes, yes. just about just about mate yeah.
3: we'll see, oh, In it is in it whether you're just about or not <laughs> uh, <laughs> joining the pair of us Mark Newby how do you Mark
5: oh, I'm good thank you just counting the players we've got left
3: yeah well again yeah not many but enough to get us into the playoffs, which is great yep. news. Right, so on tonight's show, uh, we are going to look back at yesterday's 1-0 win over Berry. We're going to hear the highlights from that game. We're also going to hear from Carl Robinson uh, and discuss his reaction to the game, his reaction to uh, Ricky Holmes' upcoming departure, and, of course, his uh, reaction to, um, well, effectively, Samir Akarabha's not coming. And now uh, he, uh, Carl Robinson, obviously very careful, uh, he doesn't like to slag off the owner in the press, but uh, <laughs> luckily for him, some of us can do some digging, and I found out that it was Ronan Duchatelet that uh, that blocked the move for, of Samir Carruthers uh, coming to the club uh, in, in a part exchange uh, deal for, for Ricky Holmes. So, uh, so we're going to talk about that as well Uh, our player in focus uh, this afternoon is Harry Lennon so if you uh, head over to our Charlton Live Twitter page you'll find a Harry Lennon tweet if you want to respond to that let us know what you've made of the academy graduate since his return from uh, a fair few months out injured over a year in fact uh, out injured Uh, and like I say if you want to get involved in anything else or you want to talk about anything that's come out over the last couple of days you can do you can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk you can tweet us at Charlton Live, but you can head over to the Charlton Life Forum. There's a thread on there for the tonight's show if you want to have your say on anything. The takeover, uh, the, the transfer situation, Ricky Holmes leaving, uh, the win over Barry yesterday, Carl Robinson's uh, demeanour. Anything you want to talk about, get in contact. Before we uh, have a quick listen to the highlights of yesterday's game, Nate and Mark, huh? knee reviewer there, couldn't be bothered. Uh, <laughs> left it to us battlers to, who got up there to watch the game. But a uh, 1-0 win, Nate, back in the playoffs. Yeah. Everything's fine.
4: Yeah 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 exactly um, Yeah no it was a good win uh, When it was When it got sort of To uh, about an hour I was just sitting there Thinking Listening to The tale And then I'm, And Greg And I reckon They're going to get Going <laughs> I could just Because we said on Thursday They're bound to score um, Luckily they didn't But um, Yeah no it was a It was a win um, I don't think they caused us Too many threats uh, Listening back And Obviously you were there But Yeah it was one of Three points is three points um, but Saturday should be a bit nicer uh, with a few more players back. But yeah, you just get have to get the job done sometime. So um, yeah, all good.
3: Thanks Mark. You like I say you weren't there either, but you uh, are no. happy to see the the result come through? Yeah,
5: happy and pleased to see Marshall score. I mean, I've been on his back recently. Um, well, that's probably, probably, probably why he's been playing so probably bad. Probably yeah. he's so slow <laughs> carrying a fifteen stone guy around with him. Um, and so good. To, okay, it was just a you know two inch poking, but you know he was there, and I, th- I was impressed with him on Tuesday night. And hopefully now he can kick on. I mean, we keep saying this about different players, but can they kick on? You know, maybe if Ricky's gone and you know he's nope. going to be the one who can take on players and beat them and be that X-factor, that spark we need. So
3: Fingers crossed. Right, let's have a listen back to the highlights of yesterday's game. Then This is Terry Smith and Greg Stubbley on
1: Valley Pass. Looking for uh, an option out ball, tries to chip out Marshall, who gets his head there, to be fair, it's a lovely header, inside to Mavadidi, who tees up McGuinness, edge of the penalty area on the Charlton left-hand side, beats his man into the box, into the edge of six, saved away towards Mavadidi and cleared, as Mavadidi just couldn't control the ball ricocheting back turns into the penalty area takes a sort of cross shot, and he might find Bun on the far post, it does, back into Hansen, whose header goes wide left of the post, and that's Berry's first real effort of the game.
6: Scars with the throw down the line, looking for Hansen, who flicks it on, and Canric have possession now with Konza, goes back to his goalkeeper, Amos clears away long looking for McGinnis, and McGinnis munch, munch, it's munch, over munch, the munch. top McGuinness is through Joshua McGuinness the keeper next to ah. tried to chip it didn't get the contact and it's straight out Ripley at the end and when will a goal fall for McGuinness had
1: to be a goal I'm sorry Man, there is goal. the
6: half-time whistle and Charlton we disappointed to be going in a half-time goalless after Alex get behind the team It's a good ball oh. from Maribo down the line for Reeves Reeves held up by Cameron momentarily ball inside finds Mavadidi Mavadidi finds rebo, shooting oh, chance oh, it's a poor first touch oh it's got to be and a pass back surely can not. That, not be a play? that back to the keeper there how can that not be a pass back Ripley took a chance by picking oh, cool. it up i tell, I'll tell you what how is that not a pass back that's Concert, Jason to Pounce here he cuts back inside Ishmael. good ball crossed to Dawson it goes to goal It's a horrendous oh, yeah, it effort he tried to get onto his right foot but my word
1: should have gone with his left shouldn't he that's the boy the ball was coming to him it's got to be one of the worst attempts I've ever seen. As well.
6: It was a horrendous effort. I'm not entirely sure what he was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> he's just trying to let the ball run and then he's hit
1: obviously it. Obviously, right footed. I'm guessing. The outside
6: of his right foot or just hit it straight at goal. but Freeze. Driving the ball forward, leaves it for Marshall. Marshall comes inside to his left foot. Good ball inside to Rebo. in the penalty area. Rebo forced away by Cameron. Still with it, Aribo cuts back out oh, wow. down the line rebo bit of space rebo ball in the box Mark Marshall yeah! it's in <laughs> take on. the lead Mark Marshall's first lead goal for the annex great work from rebo to cut back in inside the penalty area
1: put the ball across and it was tapped home by Marshall and Charlton have the lead what superb work from Joe Rebo. and you, you thought at one point when uh, Marshall and, and Reeves were exchanging passes on that far right hand side that the momentum might have gone a little bit but when Marshall picked out uh, Joe Rebo in the box he was forced out, forced out towards the edge of the penalty area, but still managed to then come back in uh, outside to shape to uh, to cross it with his left. Immediately turned and went back the other way, and that completely fooled the Bury defence. His ball across the box was pinpoint and accurate, straight to Marshall, who kept his run going. He couldn't skies. really
6: miss, could he? Flicks it in towards Lee, does likewise into the penalty area, it's an awkward one. McGuinness flicks it down, it comes to Mayo. he up. falls down to the box. The charm will look to break here as the ball now, finds Reeves. Reeves has to lay it off to Mavadidi and does so. Mavadidi will look to drive at Dawson, gets past him. and Dawson surely blocks him off, but he still got past him, Mavadidi, in the penalty area. Stephanie Mavadidi, still! Mavadidi oh, off, oh, off the post, how's that stayed out? Oh, my god! Ripley word. got a touch. He just thought Mavadidi was
1: just going to bury it for 2-0. Oh, and be how's goal. that stayed out? Heading into the corner, goes past nice. his man. Oh, Cooney does really well, actually, to be fair, to win it back for Barry, But that's the final whistle.
3: So lovely old stuff there. The commentary highlights of yesterday's win up at Barry on Valley Pass. Thanks to Terry Smith and, and to Greg Stubley. Um, You know, for all the doom and gloom off the field at the moment with this prolonged takeover situation, the transfer, almost self-imposed embargo, we seem to be under... Uh, at the moment, I mean, for the players and the terrible run of form we've been on over, over the last couple of months, for the players to pull two one nil victories out of a hat uh, at such a vital time and to get back into the playoffs, I mean, that's that's some real character they've shown, and, and, and fair play to Carl Robinson for getting those two wins out of them.
4: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we've we've said a number of times that it can't you can't really try and use the behind the scenes stuff as a distraction. You know, they're professionals and they've you know and they've um, done their job um been very determined and like you say we've got two you know, you know not some spectacular wins but two decent wins one at home and one away um when we were going through a sticky patch and it just shows like you say the the grit of the squad and especially with uh what robo said which we'll come on to about with obviously jfc and souls it just proves that you know there are players there that you know do care about the, the club at the moment and obviously want us to go and do better things so it's a step in the right direction um we've still got some tough games coming up. Um we just just gotta try and keep this momentum now. Now we're back in those playoffs and hope, hopefully we can build on it and obviously make a late push.
3: The uh the, the the situation that the the squad's found itself in, of course we know we knew about before the game we knew Ricky Holmes wasn't gonna be there. Uh, we knew we were starting the game with five substitutes, two of whom uh, weren't really anywhere near fully fit in the form of Forster Kasky and Chris Solly. Um, so, I mean, that must, even though you're playing the team that's at the bottom of the league, hasn't scored in now over 12 and a half hours of league football, that must be something that before a game will just sap a little bit of confidence out of you, you'd think.
5: Well, you'd think so. Um, and I had to, when I saw the team and saw that we only had five subs... Did have a sort of like a slight issue with? I know he said he doesn't want to put players, young players, on the bench just for the sake of filling a bench out. But you do not know how much of that is him trying to make a point, you know, to the people above. You know, we need extra players because you're not telling me that Lapsley couldn't have sat there or Mascoli or even Cummins. You know, they've they've played in cup games this year. You know, could we have fil- at least filled out a, a bench?
3: I mean, Carl talks a lot about about whether. Uh whether the players in the development squad have earned it yet because I think, I think there's been a fair bit of that he said he's not going to put players on there just for the sake of it they have to earn it so I think he's implying that basically the ones we haven't seen so obviously we have seen Lapsley and the, and the like on the bench I guess he's implying that whoever else hasn't earned it yet and may, maybe that's why But
4: Yeah I mean I, to be, I, I agree with Carl in a way um, I mean to, to that extreme you know to only have two I sort of because I maybe just put a couple of them on but with the lights of like mark just said the lapses of the world i think if they can see that there's a, there is an opportunity there and they're probably doing okay I don't, I don't think they're doing badly but if 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 they they know that there's an opportunity opportunity there if they try and hit that next level then they can obviously make it um but obviously exactly what mark said you know with Laps league he was on the bench for blackpool so you know why did he deserve it that week and not this week for example i don't know but um obviously robo said it wasn't he isn't playing games, I't I think it is a
3: bit of both,
4: um, but yeah, but it is what it is, but luckily we got away with it yesterday.
3: yeah, uh, the, the other bit of team news other than of course Ricky Holmes's absence, which we all knew was, was going to happen after he we was spotted in that uh, hotel at Sheffield United's ground the night before was was Patrick Bauer being out, and this raised a few eyebrows because during the week uh, when we spoke to Carl after the checker trade game uh we are uh, he was asked if if Patrick Bauer had just had been rested for that game and and, and if he was fit and, and and Carl said yes he had been rested he would be fit for Saturday but then uh, it turns out he took a knock on uh, on his ankle in training on Friday so i mean as far as we know there's there's nothing uh, sinister going on there it just so happens that he that he took a knock uh during uh, during the, uh, uh, the the training the, the day before now, uh, but just as the game kicked off, I got to shake hands with Nicky and Jose. Although it doesn't it doesn't sound as cool as it was because he was trying to shake hands with the bloke behind me. Uh <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was so it was one of the most awkward things that a happened. I saw him coming up in the, and he was sitting right in front of the press box. I thought oh, it was Nicky and Jose. I wonder if he recognises me from back in the day. Uh, and I went all right, and he, went, and he seemed to be going all right, like really friendly. And then he put his hand out, so I was like, oh, all right. And then he went over my shoulder to the <laughs> boat behind me, the guy who covers Berry for, for local radio. I was like, oh, no. And then my hand was just hanging there, and he sort of shook it out of embarrassment, I think. You know, when like,
4: someone tries a fist yeah. pump you, and you just shake his fist. <laughs> yeah,
3: no, no, no. Could have been, yeah. <laughs> So that was awkward. So yeah, <laughs> sadly, uh, sadly, me, mine and uh, Nicky Jose's bromance ended there. Well, until he shook my hand again at the end of the game, which was even more confusing because I was busy then and I didn't see him coming. In. So James I knew, go away. I nearly <laughs> left him hanging. I was like, "Come on, mate, you don't play for us anymore. <laughs> Dreams over." Uh, the, the game started. I think fair to say that Charlton had the, uh, the, the certainly the better of the uh, well, the whole game <laughs> if we're being honest, but certainly but the better of the opening stages. There was a good run from Joe Rebo, pulled about the ball back uh, just behind McGuinness, uh, Reeves had a head of wire that wasn't the easiest of chances. And then uh, McGuinness had two really good chances, sort of one on 15 and one on 23 minutes. The first one was all his own making, really. He had the ball in the area, great drop of the shoulder, got towards a bit of a tight angle, tried to beat the keeper Ripley. He's near post. Keeper made a good save. Uh, Mavadidi couldn't quite adjust to, to score the rebound. And then the second one, it was just a long boy over the top. I think it might even have come from Ben Amos. Uh, uh, hopefully you've seen the replays since uh, Nafe. Uh, long boy over the top from Ben Abels so he's going through there and he's got so much time to think mm. about what he's doing and Ripley's coming out. So at the time, you know, lobbying's probably but then he just he just took slightly too long and by the time he tried to lobby it was too near him. Mm. I mean there's a striker that's not in confidence at the moment. Yeah, so, right. uh, no goals in his last twelve appearances, thirteen I think though, including yesterday. Yeah. Well that,
4: exa- exactly that. I think when when you're low on confidence you start doubt you start doubting your decision makers, you're slower, you're thinking, What if I miss it? Shall I do it now? Shall I not? Whereas a lot of the times when you're when you're when you're high on confidence, you'll just hit it without thinking. Sometimes it's just instinct. You'll hit it and it'll go in, and um, and that's the sort of predicament he's in at the moment, which is a shame because ideally this would be a, well, probably not now, probably a few games ago. Probably we've been taking out the firing line and giving him a little bit of rest, but because um, he's had a busy year internationally as well. Um, but it's obviously been well documented. We can't so. At the moment, he's just got to keep plugging away and hopefully something will come off his shin or, I don't know, he's back of his head or anything just to get that um, get him off the mark. So yeah. I feel I feel for him. But like you say, he, he did have a, a couple of good opportunities today, which was uh, which was disappointing. But, you know, he's low on confidence, like yeah. you said.
3: Just notice the tweet that's coming from London, Inic Geezer. We will come to mo- most of the tweets after. So don't forget, you can tweet us at Chartland Live or you can email studio at uk. But uh, London, Inic Geezer said, um, uh, very corny the not being able to fill the bench. is pointless. Uh, it's nonsense and it's posturing. So, uh, And uh, that is something else I've heard of quite a few people say. They wonder if he's trying to send a message. But at the same time, Carl does, Carl does sort of uh, reference that point in his interview. So it's just worth listening to his interview and you hear his explanation of it. Um, like I say, it's up to you to, to whether you believe him or not. But I thought I'd just say uh, you, you can hear what, what his explanation uh, of it is. Now, Charlton uh, did have a, a good chance to, to take the lead again, sort of on f- just beyond the half-hour mark, and it would have been an own goal. Uh, we, we've given them an, enough of them away recently, so it'd be nice to get one at the other ends Where uh, the ball was uh, played into the area by Reeves and Nathan Cameron uh, flicked it onto the, the the frame of his own goal. That was really probably the last real action of the first half. But you know, with those chances that we've had, I think we would have been going in at half time thinking, oh, "Is this going to be another?" game where at the end of it Carl's gonna to have to come out and say we were the better chances uh, we were a better team had more of the chances than everyone
5: else because we've seen that a lot recently. We have, but if you've got to think then Berry have gone another half without scoring. And it's, <laughs> it's you know it's gonna be equally as hard for their manager to go in and say, you know, can we get at least get a shot on target and they didn't have a shot on target. And so, you know, I think if we keep plugging away and I think that's been a really um a trademark of our games this season, there's been one or two that haven't, but we've plugged away. We may not have got everything we've deserved but, you know, we, we've carried on going. You know, even... Mm. So, it's... And you know, I think, we you know, it's... Every now and then, the hard work will pay off and you will get... OK, it's a scrappy one 0 yeah. but it will pay off in the end.
3: And, and, like I say, if you do keep plugging away, a team who possesses our quality for this level will always find a chance and they will, mo- more often than not, score at least once. And now, same can't be said for Berry. Uh, And Unfortunately, I don't think this made the highlights on the Sky Sports app where I think most people probably get their highlights these days. But... Uh, their skipper Stephen Dawson hit the worst <laughs> shot. We I left you in the highlights. Oh, yeah. The worst shot I've ever seen. He tried to he tried to go for a cultured outside of the right foot <laughs> curler from the edge of the box, and I mean, he would have been happy if he had hit the corner flag after. But <laughs> the way it was genuinely the worst bit of football I'd ever seen. Uh, it looked like a man who's uh, never tried football before thought he'd have a pop, and it, uh, it, was, it was horrible. Uh, and it, it wasn't that much longer after that that we scored. I mean, Mavadidi had had a pop. From uh, about 25 yards, but a couple of minutes later, uh, superb build-up play. I'm sure you've both seen it. A superb build-up play from Joe Rebo. Now we'll talk about Joe Rebo. How much of a revelation has he been over the last few weeks?
4: he's been he's been top drawer. But I think a lot of it is, um, which I think Cole said a number of times, is a lot down to both. I think because when 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 Joe first came on the scene I think it was the Bristol Rovers game I think at home well
3: yeah you think he made his debut yeah. at South well I don't if his debut but he certainly arrived at South End away on Boxing Day yeah and then he came New Year's in Eve when, or something, yeah. and
4: we played was it Bristol Rovers at home and he got two assists yeah that's correct yeah. maybe it, you know, even three assists yeah I think it was but the thing he, he played he, he was quite deeper and he, he seemed to not really get involved whereas now he's taking the game more in in the other half and taking it to opponents like we did, you know, the Blackpool game, and obviously, um, and obviously yesterday, and he's, you know, he's been he's been great because we was worried, you know, if Forster Kasky or, or or Kashi gets out, you know, he's, we've only got Jaribo he's is going to be able to do it? And I think he's he's been a he's been a revelation since he's come back, and he's really um, he's come on leaps and bounds, and it's it's only a good thing, and it's it's nice to see because you can clearly see the improvement that Joe's had since he's come in and I think it's great and obviously credit goes to him and he's um he'll probably keep a lot of you know if if Clarky was fit he'd be giving them a game to keep keep yeah. them out of the side so all credit to him, and I hope it continues. Just so for Joey. Com-
3: comfortable with the ball at mm. his feet as well, and the way the way that, that little that little turn inside the penalty area just created so much space for him, drags defenders out of position, and it's nice to see someone so like I say so comfortable with the ball at their feet in, in such a sort of congested
5: area as the penalty box. Well, that's it. I mean, he sent that guy for lunch. He really did with that turn, <laughs> and uh, it's good. But it's, I, I just there is a slight worry if JFC comes back, is arebo just going to be dropped down again? Because Carl obviously prefers JFC and Kashi in there. Well, I don't think you know but he's done anything. At the wrong.
3: same time, Joe can play in the free behind a striker as well. So you wonder yeah. does he get moved or? Interesting. Yeah. But at the same time, a rebound for Cassie, two, probably too similar to play mm. against, uh, next to each other. And you're doing a Cassie in there. So they'll certainly give Carl a headache, uh, a selection headache. We, we can't really say he's got too many of <laughs> them at the moment. It's so good to see Mark Marshall on the, mm. on, on the score sheet. We spoke to him last week um, after the the home game against Oldham and you know we're struck by his positivity, uh, even though obviously we've just come off the back of a, of a difficult run. And he's probably... Come off the back of a diff- difficult personal run as well, and and to get that goal now, is surely, uh, you know, a, a real opportunity now for him to kick on.
4: Yeah, I mean, we were saying off air before the show. So when Marshy signed, um, he probably was my my favourite signing. Um, I thought he was going to be an absolute, is what exactly what we needed in that wider area. Um, and like Mark, I you know maybe not too vocal about it, but I have been disappointed with some of Marshy's performances, but. In his defence, I think when he had the injury and he came back, I think he probably needed another couple of weeks out. But because of the injuries we had when we started getting, I think he probably played a few too many minutes than he probably would have hoped. So, but I think he, he's, he's starting to get into the groove of it now. I think, and um, now he's got his first goal. Um, yeah, hopefully he can push on. But I mean, he's, you can't. He's, he's delivery. I mean, I'm surprised. Obviously, if Josh hasn't. Um, Obviously, he had too much with Marshy's delivery, but it hasn't isn't to be at the moment. But yeah, and I'm delighted for Marshy, especially get his first goal because um, it's always like you say a personal one. Going that long without playing well because he, he was he used to bang him in all the time for Bradford. So, but hopefully, he's, his confidence has gone up and we can obviously take it forward.
3: Yeah, and obviously we'd uh, we'd gone 68 minutes into the game and we hadn't seen a, a run from Steffi Mavadidi yet. So he soon, he soon put that right, picked the ball up, weaved his way into the area, took it past about 12 blokes. Like he literally had to go off and take it past one of the subs to uh, just because he likes he likes to keep the ratio up. Uh, and so unlucky to see Connor Ripley just get something on it and push it onto the post. I mean. Uh, in terms of a, a direct threat, I mean, I don't see—I don't think I've ever seen someone who can run with the ball as quickly as Mavadidi can, and, and weave his way through defenses. And it would have been like the second time he'd scored a superb goal like that in, in, in the space of a couple of weeks.
5: Well, it's nice because obviously, you know, we saw him last year for a couple of games and saw, you know, the potential. He then went to Preston and, you know, didn't really do much. So opposition when they're scouting don't really know much about him either, just really what they've read, which gives us that extra bit. And like I say, he is whip it fast. And I think if you get him, you know, running one-on-one with somebody, he's going to twist them and turn them all round. So, no, he's a very exciting player to watch. Yeah.
0: So
3: just entirely Talia's tweet I know she's listening to Charlton Live this evening via what appears to be about a 60 inch TV hey? which is quite impressive let but me have a look at this yeah, where shame, is this it's a shame we haven't got webcam really because we we'll be able to enjoy the beauty of the studio uh, in glorious HD but luck, uh, you know, luckily for us uh, you can't see us and you don't know how we actually look which is probably for the best now I mean that in fact, in terms of chances, there wasn't really that much for us. More than that, I mean, uh, Josh McGuinness had a free kick They hit the wall because uh, Ricky Holmes wasn't there to take it, sadly. And then, but I'd say there were six minutes of added time, and that was the only time in that second half where I got ever so slightly nervous because we started sitting back on the edge of our eighteen-yard box, let um, Barry try and get the ball into the area, but uh, you know. I, I say they didn't look like scoring in a month for Sundays they literally haven't scored in, in more than a month for Sundays it's 12, it's 12 and a half hours since they scored and we never really looked um, looked in, in any danger I think Ben Amos got booked for, uh, for for picking the ball out of the empty stand behind the guard and this is interesting so we saw Amos jumping over into the empty stand to get the ball because there's no ball boy and the club were it out but apparently if you look at the replies the reason he got booked is because he was the one who threw the ball there in the first place. Oh, really? So there was an empty stand. If <laughs> one was going to lob the ball into it and then go and get it, uh. and that's why he got booked for, for time wasting, it would appear. But we held on to the win, and you know, you, you talk about the character, uh, and you know, you will look at everything that's going on in terms of players who aren't fit. I mean, Forster Cassie came on for the last few minutes, despite the fact he was, I, I was told, like he was, you know, barely, like, he, like 10 minutes was the most we were ever going to get out of him. But he, him and Solly wanted to come for the you know, be part of the team for the for this journey uh, and that sort of character we're, so a team that's got very few subs fully fit subs that can come on uh, with all the turmoil and so to go away from home even if they are bottom of the league you still have to it's a long old journey up to Berry to grind out a 1-0 win get yourselves back in the playoffs I mean that just says everything about the character of the team that that, that we'd hope to see for the rest of the season as well
4: Oh yeah 100% and um, I mean if it is, it, they've got to take um a, a lot of credit i mean d- don't get me wrong before the last two games our form was shocking um and we weren't playing very well but after after all of that we it seems like we are now coming through the end of it um and players are starting to become more fit um and we we're, st- we're sitting in sixth position still so when you look at in hindsight yeah it could have been a lot better and we've given up a lot of sort of space where we were say just what two games before the Portsmouth home game um, but considering everything that's gone on, injuries, you know, homes, and the takeover talk, I think yeah, that, like you say they've done a deserve a massive amount of credit just to pull through and still be in 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 in, in the shout for the playoffs, really. So
1: yeah,
3: I am down on the chat live for him as morning. We haven't really talked about the takeover yet. I mean, that will come up after <laughs> after the we'll uh, takeover. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there, there's, like, there's I mean, in terms of an update, I, we'll, we'll see what Carl <laughs> says during his interview as well. We'll try and find out. It, sa- it sounds like in terms of Early next week, not not an up, not a takeover is going to be complete. Right. But early next week, we're going to, we're expecting to see some sort of message, possibly from Richard Murray. Uh, so, so it'll be interesting to see what that says. Uh, but we will continue to speculate on the takeover after. I think we should hear from Carl Robinson now. Uh, now, this Carl Robinson interview is nine minutes long. It's, it's packed full of loads of stuff. So, obviously, we talk about the game, the injury crisis, the fact that Solly and Forster Kasky weren't fully fit, but they decided to travel as well. Then we get into the the meat of the Ricky Holmes story, and then you can hear that we, we talk about the Samir Carava story. Now, like I say, obviously, Carl isn't talking... Like Carl isn't going to come out in the media and say, slag off his owner. You know, I had to do some digging to find out who blocked that transfer and I had to I had to do some journalism. Up all night. Yeah, it's a real it's a real five in the morning. It's a real beard scratcher that one, yeah. A, i have put a hat on one of those Investigate. <laughs> I'm getting get magnifying glasses out, yeah. <laughs> a little tag. Yeah, so so obviously it doesn't say that, but I did some digging, found it out. So but you'll be you might be able to read between the lines in the interview as well, perhaps. Uh, but like I so said, plenty of interesting stuff. This is what Carl Robinson had to say after yesterday's win at Berry. Carl, successive league victories
2: back into the top six. Uh, I assume you're quite happy with that. I'm over the moon. The players listen. We uh, <clears throat> we had a meeting yesterday. That in life, you can only control the things that you control. And today, we can control our own performance. Okay, things moving on, things right, wrong, the different around in a football club. It's about us and Charlton and the people who come and support this club. It's a great club. And um, today, I'm more frustrated. This should have been three, four. And That's the worry. that it's a, I'm getting more and more grey asses of being here because I'd love someone to been me a cup of tea with 15 minutes to go, with three or four up. It would be lovely. I'd really enjoy that. Um, we need to take our chances. It's as simple as that. But we held on, and don't think they really, even second off, I think we, the post at the bar two or three times today, missed two or three one on ones, scored a really good goal. And I thought Cashy today with midfield was sensational. Um, but all of them, everyone to a man. Young Anthony Dick Steele, Ari Lennon still running on empty, we Conter was. On another planet at times today. Jay, show, I'm, I'm naming all my players. I always do, you know. I'm really proud of them. Today we came here, outfield players, right? I think it was 15. Sorry, no. We had obviously 10 outfield players plus four more. 14 outfield players. I'll take you through them. Johnny Jackson had nothing left in his legs. He had a hamstring problem the other night. Could have only had five, 10 minutes in him max. Jay Forster kaski had still got a hamstring problem. Chris Solly I still got a calf problem We only had Rico Who was fit to come on As an outfield player For more than 15 minutes Right I got a knock on my door Thursday morning It was Jake and Souls, And they came in And they both said to me Gaffer Even if we can only play Five minutes Can we be around the lads This is now about us As a football club Sticking together And I said what I remember what I, You know it's a way Betty. It's a trip It's so, and so on and so forth It's not like it's at home he said, We don't care. We're in this together. And Chris Solly and Jake Forster Kasky to, to come here injured. And Jake, we put on. He said, Luckily enough, he's been okay. Um, we still have luck tomorrow. But the two of them aren't fit. And they put the body on the line for the club today. And so, same with Johnny Jackson. He had a hamstring issue the other day. Um, and we we've trying to control him. I'm so proud of my players. I really am. I really, really am.
3: These two results over the last couple of league games now t- taking you back into those playoff positions. So I, g- I guess that must in a way, perhaps add to your frustrations with the transfer situation. The
2: it, it makes it even more frustrating in some ways, obviously, because um, imagine if we were doing what everybody else was doing and kept everybody fit. It shows you how good the people are the building. I'm proud of all my staff as well.
3: One player who appears to be leaving the building now, Ricky yeah. Holmes, spotted in Sheffield last yeah, night. Yeah, I think it's
2: inevitable. I think yeah, it not take an Einstein. If he's uh, seen a pub in, up, in, uh, up in Sheffield with someone with a Sheffield United badge, seen it at the game last night, I think you can do your own maths
3: Whose decision was it To let the player go well, Did I, you have a say in
2: that Well I wanted I wanted to To come back the other way
3: And who denied That chance for you
2: You can make your own assumptions on that Let me just talk about One other person By the way Richard Murray What a man What a man Being unbelievable for me and I want to thank him publicly He's been there He's guided me He's supported me And Bo and Jacko. He's been on the phone to Stephen Gallen and me every single night. Everyone knows he's been he's, he's been coming, and going, and, and different things in his life. That, and he's still putting his life on hold for this football club. So, whatever the, the differences or the, or the frustrations or whatever people think, there's a man who really wants his football club to do well. And I can't thank him enough for what he's done for me over the last two weeks.
3: And finally, it's a traditional question now at the end of every game. But
2: listen, that's still in the hands. I think we, we might do something early next week. Um, but I think the Ricky scenario I think like some fans said to me Is, that, is this the beginning of the end um, In some ways it's almost like that one Where people are frustrated maybe But maybe they see some light Maybe um, So maybe that's an inkling As well Because uh, Lightning strikes twice In some ways um, And This football club going forward Has to be stronger We have to be more united We have to be One You've seen today the fans staying, the players but are shifting, the staff. I, I'm I, I'm really, really excited by by, if we can bring the players in, but I'm seeing st- three strikers gone that I had on my list. And that's infuriating, as you can imagine.
3: So, just for clarification, You says about the start of next week, is that the takeover or possible no,
2: move of no, no, players? No, still no, on? no, 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 but not, not the transfer fee I think I'm not in the position to answer that question I think you are all very very good at your job I'm sure you know the right people to ask that question to and you said about the takeover early, as early as next week and no, no no we'll, we'll be making an announcement next week of just sort of what's been going on and maybe a oh, little bit more right. official um, I know Richard spoke to Tom who be sure today about maybe having a conversation mm-hmm. uh, but listen we're, we're united I think you can see that can't you I think you've supported this club or been watching this club for many years and all you to especially you two uh, I think you can be proud if you your people who are employed by your football club um, and not often always in football can people say that um, and I'm, I'm really really privileged to be in this situation and very honoured as well When did Ricky tell you that he wanted to leave or, 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 or when did you know that he wanted to well, leave? Well I had a conversation with him on Wednesday I was very honest with you um, he was told that they, 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 they came after him um, and then obviously I was then well hang on the transfer money I think I'd like to maybe lose a bit of that and bring in the players at least, at least I've had another player here today I knew how many players we had available but uh, I, I wish him luck and me, mine and Ricky's relationship has been very very close I'll miss him if it goes through it's not yeah. gone through so we're talking in some ways but if he was to leave I'll miss him um, and he's someone that I've, I've got a lot of respect for and when do you expect the deal to go through, if there is a day? I think you'd look Monday morning, first thing. Sorry, maybe Monday morning. Oh, right. And you said you were interested interested in uh, Samuel Carruthers, who so obviously you I going. want to Samir yeah. Is that is that still a possibility now, or <laughs> if if you are allowed to spend his wages? I don't think that's maybe that's, that's a question I can answer. Um, I uh, listen, Samir can play wide right, ten midfield, wide left, um, but that's the, that's the way. Yeah. It is at the moment. Do you think Sheffield United would have been open to that deal? Um, I'm sure Chris would have done something. He's a top player. he's playing the Premier League, playing the Championship. The two years he's spent in the League One, he got two promotions. So someone's going to end up with a very good player if he's available. Um, so. so, are you giving up hope, starting? Um, I never give up on. on I never give up hope. Um, but I can only control the things I can control. And second successive league game, uh, Ahmed Kashi was the captain today. He, he was even, sensational today. Yeah.
4: Is, is he the vice captain the, of the first team? When no, first he's the played? vice,
2: vice, vice captain. Oh, but so th- 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 the captain's out, the vice captain's out, the vice, vice <laughs> captain's out, and the vice, vice, vice captain's <clears throat> out. So now, And then the vice, 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 vice captain might be getting sold. So <laughs> <entitles> <again laughs> now he's today the device, vice, 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 vice captain. So that's that's where it is. Who's the vice, vice, vice captain being sold? Souls, Percy, Jackson, Holmes, Kashi. And
6: then, <laughs> and then Patrick Barrow wasn't in the squad today because no, he,
2: he yeah well we thought he was he trained yeah. yesterday and he had a knock on his ankle okay. next week we were expecting him to be back Sols be back Jake will be back Tariq will be back Tariq yeah. maybe could have made today he's got some tests to do tomorrow on Tuesday he's back it could be a good week So hopefully, seven, it could be a good week Christmas <laughs> late but happy yeah sitting on the bench then hopefully that'd be lovely yeah. and, and what, what I want people to understand you know, please write this what I don't I'm not playing a game here. Yeah. Um, I've looked at the 23s. They've got a game Monday. I've looked at the 18s. They've got a, day, a big game of the day. And I don't think there's anybody else in the 23s who deserve to be here, if that makes sense. I'd rather have people who, who maybe. Jacko? Jacko? One second. One second. So maybe. Here's, here's the captain. Like um, so then we've. Um, so it's not like we've got anybody else. They're all here. Look today, Dick Steel, Consa, Lennon, Aribo, Rico comes on, five Academy players. This is this is just a tremendous testament to everyone. About four with three of them homegrown. Real I'm so proud of them. I really am, I really am.
6: Because Jackson, who's got Fox in the overlap, uses him. Fox, crossing opportunity, fires it across. Oh. Looks for Lookman. Comes to Johnny Jackson. Fires across. Yeah, Johnny! Hey, in the skipper. Johnny Jackson, Jackson makes it two for Charlton. Ball from Fox was cut out initially. Fell back to the skipper. Fires it into the far corner. And Charlton double their lead. Cause I've been
3: well, that is an old jingle. Still got Morgan Fox in it. <laughs> I haven't played that one for a while. Uh, and great to hear there from from Carl Robinson speaking after yesterday's win up at Berry. Now so much uh, so much stuff to go on based off yesterday, uh, and you know due to the request from I and Dan uh, on the forum, we'll, we'll go straight into the takeover stuff first of all. Now it sounds like we can expect some sort of update from Richard Murray in the next couple of days. Hopefully, uh, what do you expect that? might entail
4: um I, I i can envisage uh a message on the website with a corner flag uh, <laughs> on it yeah. um and i think that i think that is you could probably buy it here to be honest you, it's going to be as you may have heard, da, 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 da we are in talks with several parties about the takeover of the club. We'll endeavour to keep everyone informed as much as possible, blah blah blah. It's gonna be something like that, I mean, isn't it? It's, do
3: you, I mean do you expect more than that? So I mean if, I, th-
4: I can't see they can say anything more. If, but,
3: if, you, if you if you look at what's coming out of the building <coughs> this building in South East London mm. at the moment, there's a, there's a fair bit of negativity towards our current owner from the manager in particular. I mean, do you think we could see that replicated elsewhere? Is that unlikely? Am I what in the statement? Yeah. Do you think Richard Murray might come out in support of Carl's stance at the moment?
5: Um, no, no, no. He's not. He would. I think he would try and keep it onto a level where it's, you know he's not. He doesn't want to rock a boat because you've got to think over the protests for the last couple of years, where there's been opportunities to come out and say, you know, nothing's been said. You know now. You know, you can say, what have you got to lose by saying yeah, something? Yeah, different times now, isn't it? So, but, you know, obviously if he's going to stay on in some capacity with new owners, you know, he doesn't want to be seen as that kind of um, character, maybe. I think yeah. it will help
4: if he did. Yeah. If he did, I mean, maybe I don't know, maybe it will, um, like you said, if it maybe if he did rock the boat, would it, would it push things on further? I don't know, but, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. Whenever it comes out, I don't know if it's going to be early week or ne- late week or whatever, but... Um, I mean, if, if, yeah, uh, first thinking about it, you'd think it would just be a generic sort of PR response as you'd expect. But I don't know if it has any meat on the bones of that, we'd have to wait and see, wouldn't we? But Yeah, I
3: mean, you mentioned, Martha, there has been chances over the last couple of years where uh, if Richard felt like he wanted to say something, then he, he could have. I mean, uh, do you think if he did have a change in tone to support the, the manager now, do you, do you, how do you think fans would react to that?
5: I don't know. Fans have long memories. You know, that's, that's a thing. I mean, it's talk about someone who's been with the club for quite a long time. You know, had, you know invested a lot himself in that. You know, but you know, we saw when the protest first started, it felt like a them and us. You know, it was everybody in the boardroom. Against yeah. the, and, the further fans. And people
3: will remember Richard's, Richard Murray's It's Only a Message Board thing comment as well at the time.
5: Yeah. So I, I don't think people will be, be jumping for joy, but I don't think, you know, we've got to remember who, who we perceive the villain to be in this whole thing, and that's a certain gentleman in Belgium. And, you know, would you, you don't take it out on the henchman in the <laughs> Bond villain. You know, it's blowfield. you want gone. Yeah, So, you know, you're not worried about odd job.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's one way, you could, that's one thing you could call it, Josh. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, so, but it, it was notable uh, in the interview there with Carl Robertson, his uh, glowing praise of Richard Murray, of what he's, uh, you know, what, what what Carl said he's done, uh, in particular since Katrine's uh, upsticks to Championship Strugglers Sheffield Wednesday. So Carl obviously seemed to be very much on the side of, of Richard yesterday. So I do, I do wonder if... Yeah, you know, that, that's what's just making me think. Carl oh, you know, Carl's been vocal in his uh, disagreements with the with the owner at the moment. You know, in the media, slightly shaded, but in, in speaking to fans, which he knows will get out. Uh, you know, pretty blatant to be fair. Um, so that, that's why I just I just wonder if there may, may be a, uh, a a change of tone, or if because again, it does sound like it will come from Richard Murray, based on what Carl said.
5: Yeah, but I think is if it gets back to Roland, you know, what Carl's been saying, is he going to care? You know, he hasn't he hasn't shown that he's cared for three years. So, is he going to care that the manager's giving him?
3: Well, is he it, is, is it even going to know? Because a lot of the stuff. I mean, uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the interviews that uh, the Roland Out Today Party have done mm. there with with Roland. With uh, Roland, it's sort of like an undercover interview, but they've been putting out the tr- the transcripts of it over over the last few weeks. And the the way that Roland reacts to or, or speaks about stuff that's happened over the last three years, genuinely, it doesn't really reflect. What seems to have actually happened? So you do wonder if the person who was feeding him mm. these stories may have been just slightly changing them. Yeah, no, I, or, or they've been lost in translation.
4: Yeah, no. I mean, I've read that or, all of you those know, lied, all of those um, transcripts, and the the responses he's been given is like you say it's, you've had you've had a basis of of like a situation, but has been something's been very very dramatic and obviously. Sw- sort of slightly skewed it slightly and fed it to him because the responses he's coming out don't make any sense. It's not actually what's happened. Um, whoever that person is or was or whoever it could be, I don't know. But, um, yeah, uh, will, he, will he know? Will he find out? I don't really care, to be honest with you. I mean, um, the only thing it will bother me is if it, if he does start going, all right, well, I'm going to be more spiteful and prolong this but hopefully he doesn't, because I just think he wants to get out now. I think if he's willing to sell and obviously get rid of the assets, maybe then he just wants a quick way out. But yeah. it
5: doesn't benefit him to keep no. it going for any longer than it actually no. physically needs to. It didn't benefit to. him to come here
3: in the first place.
4: No, it, d-
5: it, it didn't. But he had he had an idea, which yeah. you know, is why he was collecting, you know, it was almost like monopoly properties around, around Europe in yeah. you know, Hungary and Belgium and yeah. you know here, and that he could actually yeah. do something. And it just. Didn't work. We were Park Lane, but now we're Old Kent Road.
3: Yeah. Do you think I'll <laughs> have to go to jail? <laughs> Send it to yeah. jail. <laughs> um, I guess now, so I, I don't know if, I mean, a couple of people have mentioned it now, just over this. Before the game yesterday, everyone, everyone was pretty upset. Uh, I felt, um, like I say, there was this story that was going around about possibly Samir Carruthers and that we were being let down by, by Roland in that in that case. The disappointment of the fact that we were going to only name five substitutes, uh, two of whom weren't even fit. There was a lot of, I don't know, negativity before the game and everyone felt quite down. I just felt, I know, just after the game, Carl was Got his point across about Samir Carruthers, but he's talking about the players that might come back to take everything. Mm. He just said how it might be a good week this week. Now, yeah. I think he was referring to, in terms of players coming mm. back, and he said it might be Christmas come late, but do you think he also refers to, like, say, this statement that could come out, I mean, are we are we getting that little bit more movement now? It felt like, I don't know, that. I just felt like we progressed a little bit more again.
4: I, I think so. I mean, if, if you looked at... Um, if you looked at his reaction at the press conference on Thursday, and then he's yeah we won the game, but we also won after the Oldham game. But if you look at the two, if you look at the two press conferences or the two post match, he's completely different. Yesterday he seems more positive. He seems more happy. He seems to have a bit more of a laugh instead of, you know, I don't know anything da 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 da. I think yeah a combination of the players that are coming back which don't get us wrong we we do need them back and it's, it is a very very good thing but I think there's um in my opinion there's an underlying factor that I think like you say maybe the statement could be what he's talking about I don't know but i th- I think it's going to be a good good week or so um in, in the future mm.
3: I mean uh, we had Rick Everett on the show on, on Thursday evening with to give us the latest update on on the takeover as about a ten minute interview with Rick and you know he, he he told us he, I don't know. I, I, he felt confident that something was going to happen <clears throat> soonish. I think you know, without without going into time scales. I think he, he felt reasonably confident. Now we're still in this situation where you know, names of bidders are starting to to come about. Now we saw Alex McLeish at the last couple of games with uh, the former Rangers director Donald Muir. Uh, you know these Australian names have been in the background for however long. I mean I, I've even seen someone's tied a rumor. Uh, on, on, uh, on one of the I think on Facebook about, about Mike Ashley but I really hope there's nothing in that and I don't think there is but um, you know so, some names that are probably more trusted like Alex McLeish is coming up now so the fact that names are starting to emerge as well and to be quite brazenly seen sat in the director's box does make you think we must be getting closer again
5: Oh yeah, it is. But again, you know, you can spend all week refreshing your browser and seeing what's going to come up. And, I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> and delete your internet history as well. Um, no, I don't do that. <laughs> but you know, it, when, when it happens, I think it probably might take us almost by surprise. That it's, that it's happened. I mean, if it happened tomorrow morning at nine o'clock and it was announced, we'd all be gobsmacked. You know, Friday afternoon at five o'clock, we'd all be gobsmacked. I think when it actually happens, I think you're right. I think we are. You know, looking at Carl's demeanour and the way like like Nathan said, the way he spoke, you know, something's been said to him. And I think it's because he's he's a very open character sometimes. And I think you know, he couldn't hide any more how he was feeling. And it can't just be like Fossu's back can fit. It must be deeper than that. So mm-hmm.
3: Now obviously the second uh, thing I wanted to pick up from, from what from what Carl had to say yesterday was like I said this Samuel Carruthers story uh, that we put out after yesterday's game. So, the way I understand it is uh, basically a deal was agreed for Ricky Holmes to go to uh, Sheffield United. I believe it's Carl who's actually having to make these deals as well. Someone told me whether that's true or not. Because, I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know how involved Richard Murray can get with these things. But Carl certainly, I mean, Carl mentioned a few weeks ago he has to do three or four jobs at the moment. So, I just wonder, we've with, with no de facto CEO maybe Richard's helping as well in that sort of thing but I understand that Cole sort of had some you know had a, a cash plus uh, player deal for for Ricky Holmes uh, with Sammy Carruthers coming the other way now that would have meant a lump sum however much money plus Sammy Carruthers coming to us but instead Roland just wants the money just wants his money away. doesn't care that it leaves Charlton a player short so now we're going to lose Ricky Holmes we'll get more money for sure I say we Roland will get more money for sure Um <laughs> And uh, that's it. Now, Carl was asked whether he'd be able to spend his well. Carl said, "I'll be able to spend his wages." And then he was asked transfer fee, and he said, "I'm not able to answer that question." But again, you know, it doesn't take much digging, much journalism to realise that. I mean, that's because Roland's saying no. We know this now. People are saying, you know, I think similar possibly happened at, at uh, uh, Standard the age as well. Players seem to be sold before he left. Now, some people like debt management, I think, is the way that people are calling it. Basically we're in we're in however how much debt are we in 50 million pounds to him 50 60 million pounds to him something like that i oh, mean yeah. the money that he, he like with all due respect to ricky you know he's getting on a bit the money that would just be a drop in the ocean he ain't going to manage much no. debt but it's but on principle that's what roland wants to do so that's why we're stuck in this case now i like, said so put the story out yesterday. roland's made this decision um to block samir karabas coming here like uh Carl said himself that chris Wilder would have done something I think that's, that's Cope saying, yeah, he was up for it. Fairly confident Sammy Carruthers would have come here to work with his, uh, his previous manager at Middle Kings. Uh, he's not playing games at Sheffield United as well, you know, and for that, for that situation to be in, I mean, you can see Carl was angry. There was quotes from him off the record that went to fans outside the hotel as well, which, in which he, in one, in one bit, apparently he called, uh, Roland, uh, uh, uh yeah, uh, I can't say it, but, <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, ends in a Uh <laughs> yeah and uh, so clearly not happy about it Charlton fans look to that story I mean I tweeted out the story yesterday and I immediately got a load of death threats <laughs> don't think they're aimed at me I, th- I think they're aimed at the people within the oh story. I don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I mean clearly not happy because nah. I mean just feel like this whole process now of his exit just feels like one last kick in the teeth where any chance I mean I mean, the boys put in a great performance yesterday but we, we probably st- it's still fair to say we do need a couple of reinforcements and with us, rather than getting
0: reinforcements,
4: we're losing best players as we come through, midway through January now. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean. You said it there. I mean, all he, all he cares about is his pocket. I mean, the whatever amount he got, um, like you say, it probably wasn't going to touch the sides anywhere. But if, if, you had that, if you had the club's best interest at heart, you'd probably say, right, we are going to lose, Ricky, because of the situation that the club is going to and the prospects they have. But can we get something a bit return so we don't make ourselves weaker? We, we had that on the table and he's obviously gone gone against that and obviously chose to fill his pockets up with, with another £10 note or whatever it was. But it is what it is and we all know what he's like and it's just, like you say, it is another kick in the teeth. Um, which is why eventually once, if we can go sooner rather than later, we might be able to sort out uh, the other transfers coming in because obviously it's obvious to see that he's not going to spend money on transfer fees anyway even though obviously Carl can't say it's obvious that he's not willing to do that
3: the funny thing is now of course if you look at every January under, under, <laughs> under Roland take over. this ain't really that much different to what it's <laughs> been anyway I mean so last season we sold Adam Ola for what I think it was I can't remember was it 8 million pounds up front rising to 11 Some, something along yeah, those yeah. lines yeah. How much of that money did we see in return? I've got—I I, I vaguely remember hearing that we got a four hundred thousand transfer budget for that January. We signed Jake Forsakaski in that January. Not sure how much we paid for him, but you know, all that money that went out—I mean, that's debt management again. Then eleven million pounds. I mean, we—we didn't—we haven't spent eleven million pounds since then, have we? That's not how a lot of football clubs run, really. You get—you get, you get a bit of money and you try and cover some running costs, but at the same time, surely you want to, you know, strive to get promotion, and that's. I mean, clearly, in this situation, that's not happening now. Because, as as Carl said, why would you buy your girlfriend a present if you're going to break up with her? That that's the situation here. Rona's breaking up with us, and I feel jilted.
5: <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you've got a lot. You know, possibly money. Work's been going on at the training ground. Yeah, you know, not not 11 million pounds worth yeah, of they work. Built, they, but they,
3: they built the pitches. Yeah, but they built the building.
5: No, I know, but you know, it's all got to be put somewhere. I mean, until the accounts come out, which would be next year. You know, we wouldn't even know where that money is gone. So, it's it's hard to find us like a smoking gun, really, for any of this cash. You know, unless he's sticking it under his mattress and sleeping with his nose on the ceiling. Ooh. So, big well, mattress, yeah, big nose.
4: <laughs> <Not right. laughs> I only said something. All right, <laughs> <laughs> don't pick on me. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, so I think we should uh, hop on to the uh, to the tweets uh, like I say if you guys want to get involved with tonight's show anything we've been talking about the game yesterday the takeover the Sammy Carruthers story that came out yesterday uh, as, as well uh, you can email us studio at chartlandlive.co.uk you can tweet us at chartlandlive you can head over to the chartlandlive forum there is a thread on there the first thing is from the chartlandlive forum uh, CFC Denmark says so Cashier has been linked with his former club Mets uh, do you think there's any truth in this we, were, we could be looking for a vice, 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 vice captain now uh, I think uh the the news shopper had the story about Cashy being looked at by Mets. I mean I mean Cashy's contract's up at the end of the year and you know, for all his performances this season, I, I I do feel like I'd be surprised if he stayed with us just because he's had such a torrid time. I, I think he'd probably want to head back closer to home, maybe.
4: Yeah, I think I think it was inevitable really. Um as much as I know there was, there's been a couple of games where he's not been um you know, he's not been great, but I think on the whole he's too good for this level he's way too good for League 1 and um, I think if by some miracle we got promoted I think we might have a slim chance but I don't I I, I can't see him being here next year and which is unfortunate because I love the man but it is what it is and <clears throat> obviously you've got to do what is best for your fa- for his family he's obviously got a family that are trying to settle here so it looks like he'll have to go back to France which is unfortunate for us but if that's what he wants to do we'll have to get on with it Ooh. not the first time we'll lose someone
3: now, uh, Mark Griffiths uh, tweeted me in, said, uh, With Ricky going, do you think there could be a mentality change from the players? Rather than give it to Ricky, he'll do something. Uh, <laughs> to now it's my chance to shine. I'll run with the ball players uh, such as Marshall, Reeves, and Arebo, etc. I mean, do you think there's been an over reliance on Ricky Holmes at times
5: oh, this season? To- totally, totally. I mean, often I've said, you know, on here that, you know, it seems to be plan A is that Jay and Ricky run down the wing. It goes inside, it goes back to Jay and Ricky and Jay and Ricky. And it's.
6: Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today.
5: Dependable, well, dependable, that's what was going to happen, and you just felt frustrated. It did seem like a you know, plan B, spread it across the other side, give it to Marshall a bit more. You know, If Fossu comes back, um, You know, that'll give us another option. Mavididi, you know, is a very good on the wing. Possibly, um, I don't know if we've got um, Charles Cook back he's, he's, from from, um, from waking up from I know, we have
3: called him back I think, it's still
5: I, think there went,
0: I
3: think he went back there didn't
5: he he, yeah, went,
0: he, came, he came back, back he? for one game and then yeah, we sent him back,
5: back but,
4: yeah cuz he played against Peterborough in the replay
0: really?
5: know, he, i'm pretty he, sure he did he's he's another decent little player you know who and possibly this could be in in carl's mind but you know it's got to this time where he can actually bring a few players back off loan and have a look at them you know and say right we can we might not be able to get any new players in but maybe we can use some of the players we've actually got here
3: Mm. Uh, Jimmy C said, "It's another extraordinary week in Charlton's history—the soap opera that just keeps on giving." That's certainly true. I thought the last the last couple of weeks, again, I like to say it's all ramped. Up, I think I said it on last week's show as well. It's all ramped up in terms of just everything's happening at the moment. Like I say, this corrupt—I mean, this corrupt story is almost—it's like it, 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 it could almost be a side story at some point because of the takeover that's going through. But it's just another bizarre thing that's happened. Where I mean, you very rarely see it where the manager. Effectively comes out and slags off the owner. I mean, Fulham. Fulham weirdly have, have had it uh, with with J yeah. Whenever you say his name over there, he's so effectively came out and said, you know, if if the board think that we have enough players, then they should sack the manager because I don't think we do. Uh. And and obviously they're saying the manager's not good enough. And I think Cole probably basically saying that same sort of stuff, but at the same time, he's clear, clearly stating his opposition to uh, to to the current owner. Uh, you know, publicly and privately, but it, if he says it privately to fans outside hotels, it ends up on the forum anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, right, uh, Lewis Cat says uh, Robinson is working absolute wonders under the, uh, the circumstances. Would be absolutely criminal if he goes when the takeover finally goes through. It feels like he just gets it. And as uh, he said, also massive respect for Solly Jackson and for Jake for Stucassie. Wouldn't expect any less from Jacko and Solly before Stucassie really buying into uh, what it takes. Uh, to play for Charlton, a brilliant young talent, so nice to see him uh, finally settled, good point there from Lewis, so I mean obviously we're, we're all full of praise for Solly foster Kaski and Jackson who had a slight knock as well, uh, for, for travelling, for being part of the squad, wanting to be part of the squad according to Carl and wanting to be there even though he's a you know, long trip to not the most glamorous of uh, Greater Manchester locations and yeah, you know, it's a night away from your family, and, and, and but uh, you know, especially when for Soli, you know you're probably not going to be involved as well. So fair play to them. But talk about Foster Cassie. I, I did did a piece earlier on in the season where uh, we, I was asked for my my player of the season. At that point, and I actually said forster because I thought you know everyone's going to go for the the star names like at the time Ricky Holmes. But I thought Forster Cassie does so much stuff that perhaps doesn't get seen chips in with goals as well. Defensively, it really you know, helps out that the, the back four with him and Kashi as well. I thought I thought he's been excellent, and we've missed him over the last few weeks. I think.
2: Yeah, I
4: think I think we've missed his composure and um, on the ball, especially with him and Kashi because like you say, he does a lot of work. He does a lot of dirty work, um, which I think goes unnoticed. And he's just a good technical player. He just seem he can seem to control a game, which I think sometimes we, like I've said, we've we've missed. And he, like you said at the beginning of the season, he was you know I I think he was an unsung hero but um I think Billy Clark for me was the best at the beginning but <coughs> what he's contributed especially the goals which we always say about Jarrebo and Forster Kasky you know what Bows and Jacko's trying to drill into him and he's a good young player but he he's, he's quite an experienced young chap I mean he's played for England at the youth level so he is a big player and the obviously the sooner he gets back you know I'm not wishing anyone to come out of the side because obviously they've we've had two good wins but when someone on the ball is that good, um, I think he needs to be in your starting 11.
3: Albert Rossi tweets in, Lou, I am more worried about Conza going than Ricky Holmes. And of course, uh, Richard Corley reporting that uh, he expects Conza to be going to. Please don't head back the microphone, Nathan. He expects Conza to be going to. Um, to Everton for four million pounds this transfer window. So I mean, when Richard says that, you you, you tend to expect that he will go through at some point. He played yesterday, of course, but you know, in terms of a loss, do you think he will be a bigger miss than, than Ricky Holmes? Like I, I think
5: so. I mean, I, I think you know, like you said, after Billy Clark, for me, Con has been probably my my sort of like favorite player to watch this season, just to see his development, just to see how how much better he's got from last year. Less panic, and you know, if he goes to Everton. Which they've already got sort of like quite a young uh, back four anyway, so I can't see him going and, and being put straight into that because the fans are quite grumpy at the moment about Allardyce for not playing Lookman. So I can't see him going to Everton. I mean, four million would be probably quite a snip, really, seeing as he's quite a versatile player. You know, if if they did it and loan back for the rest of the season, but I don't know whether Everton would want to do that. So I, I like Konza, I think he's, he's calm, and I think he, he was a good influence. I mean, Dick Steele next to him, because Dick Steele can look across, and Konzo's not a panicker, so, and I think he radiates a bit of, sort of like serenity sometimes, and I think that'll help someone like Dick Steele, who is new to the team not to do something silly and panic and give a ball away. And he knows he's got someone next to him who'll back him up. It's
3: very much like Gomez uh, in, in terms of being so calm on the ball concert. I mean, uh, when we first saw him at the start of last season, you're all thinking the next uh, Joe Gomez. I think I uh, played well for uh, for Liverpool today. Maybe we will call out for one of the goals, Joe Gomez. But, I mean, it's amazing to think how, he, how, how quickly he's made himself a name in the Premier League team despite having over a year out injured as well. And that's what Israel will be looking at. He'll be looking at the fact that uh, Gomez has walked into a, to a, a, a Premier League team and he'll be thinking that he can do it as well because he's got a very similar player. Yeah, but
5: he's, yes, he can look at that or, he'll like say, he can look at Adam Mola yeah. and go, well, you know what, you're getting five minutes in a Euro, in a Euro game. I don't think they've got any Euro games left ever I don't think they've been knocked out.
3: No, yeah, they've got knocked out a long so,
5: time ago. So, you know, if they've got nothing really for him to go into and is he going to go just sit on the bench or just be in on the under 23 side? Don't know. It may, it may not be the you know most beneficial thing for him to go now as opposed to going in the summer.
3: Uh, Dwayne says, "I can't help but think that Ricky Holmes has deserted us. This season isn't over for us yet, and if new owners come in now, things could get very interesting." I mean, I was, I, I feel like opinions been fairly split on, on Ricky about you know so you know, the snake emojis have come out for some, uh, for others they they wish him all the best. I mean, at this stage in his career, uh, he's he's just going to try and. You know, last chance to maybe play at the a, high, a higher level than he's ever played at. Really, mm. um, so at, at that point, he might jump in at The other time, people will think, "Well, we, we rewarded you your loyalty with a three year contract, and in return for that, we'd hope to have seen a bit more of it." I mean, people will mm. be on both sides of the fence with that one.
4: Yeah, I mean, contracts are nothing these days. That it's not just Ricky Holmes; it's just football in general. That it's not worth the paper they're written on. It, every every player as a Um, as a price, if you're going to sell them, and every every player has their ambitions to play at whatever level, but, yeah, I'm disappointed that, you know, Ricky's gone, because, yeah, we are, if, I mean, if we were top of the league, then he probably wouldn't go, but, like you say, he's not 22 years old, he's not the same age as Ez, he's, what, coming on to 30, he's got family, and he's probably been given a nice deal up there, probably a nice long contract, and he's playing for a team that, yeah, they they haven't had the best of forms in recent weeks, but... They're pushing at the top half of the championship. If he was going to a Bolton or a Burton, like I said on Thursday, it's a bit different. But I can understand why people can see that hes, he's it looks like he's deserted us, which I can understand. But I, I don't begrudge him anything. I mean, because in my, in my opinion, he's given nothing but 100% every week for us. and um, I, just, I, I do wish him the best, but obviously not unless we play Sheffield United. I
5: think the um, people who celebrated most that he was going were Shrewsbury Town. Yeah,
3: sorry. he scored five, five goals against him last season. All think, worldies. All, all so from outside sorry. the area as well. Uh, yeah, it's because we haven't played him yet this season. That's why they're doing so well. Shrewsbury they haven't been destroyed yet. Ev <laughs> F- James uh, tweeted in yesterday, what great team spirit and togetherness we saw yesterday. Uh, it's this spirit and determination that along with us uh, tree fans, we can and will find us promoted this season. I've said before and will say again, we will finish in the top two, I believe. Uh, and he added, I tweeted Terry in his commentary yesterday, Stop laughing that they were showing pride and passion, uh, and to reflect that on the pitch, the rest is history. I mean, I'd love to finish in the top two. I think that's probably a bit beyond us now. I mean, Eb's still believing, he has believed throughout the whole season, to, to be fair to him. Um, but you know, we mentioned the team spirit and the togetherness earlier on the show, but it did feel like that yesterday. And you saw the there was a great photo uh, of, of the celebration after the goal, everyone involved. Uh, the celebrations after the game as well. You saw the whole team going over to to the fans, and you know, g- compare that to the uh, the team going over to the fans last time at Berry. You know, <laughs> no one got told. You know, where you know if they didn't like it, don't bother coming. Which is which is nice. It's a see. polite way of saying it. Yeah. <laughs>
4: but yeah, no, it's it's nice to see. But I think Robbo at the beginning, even in preseason, he was saying how much of a tight knit group it was, and um, <clears throat> you've got a hard they're hard working um, and. And I know recent weeks we've been we've been poor in terms of quality, um, but I'm in in a camp as Robbo again, which I know I come across as a Robbo lover. But I can never that I can't say I've ever seen a game this year where it looks like they haven't tried. But we yeah, whereas previous years you look at the you know the Huddersfields and the the whole games where we didn't try. No, there was a lot of players that didn't try this year. I think you've got a group group of players that will. Give a hundred and ten percent every week, and and that's all you can ask for. So um, it just shows it does show the spirit that we have, and it was like you said, it was nice to see the picture yesterday. They've they they they've been rewarded in a way because it's probably been tough. Um, and yeah, it's nice to reap the rewards.
3: Yeah, Bob Liskam says he's looking forward to the week ahead. A takeover update, transfer news, at a home game coming. <laughs> New Reds. Uh, it was his birthday during the week as well, so happy birthday, happy to, birthday to Bob. Bob. Uh, Christy T says, keep on refreshing my Twitter feed from Cancun. Here we go. Uh, yeah who you Cancun. Chrissy T oh. uh, so you, you're worried that was Tom then because he's gone off so no, I don't know that yeah, <laughs> the uh, it says hoping Roland sails this week so I can celebrate in the sun massive three points just a real siege mentality good to see everyone uh, in it together Robinson is impressing me more and more given uh, the, the circumstances uh, uh, Martin says that win just uh, epitomised Charlton's spirit yes I know bury a bottom but with our injuries and the turmoil the club is in uh and losing turncoat homes that was superb robo doing a fantastic job for me and the robo out brigade should just shut up now the robo out brigade vocal in the last few weeks as well yeah. and it's in, you know, obviously, obviously the couple of results that's quietened down a bit and people are like i've always said that when we're winning people are going to love robinson's blah 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 him because he does do it a lot and i've always thought when we're winning they'll love it when we're losing we'll hate it and i think that seems to be the case
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's a like. Even before he signed, we were talking about him when he was linked, and he's a marmite character. I know. (coughs) Obviously, you have the people that love him, like Exiled Addict, who um, obviously loves him. But he's like, he's he's so different. Some people, like you say, he can come across as like, oh yeah, it's the same old rhetoric. But it is the same rhetoric because it is the same thing that happens week after week. We don't take our chances. Da 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 da. He's only saying what he's saying, and I, I think it's quite refreshing. He's honest. At the end of the day, you can't ask for a manager, but anything else. But to be honest, and obviously win your football games. but yeah, we haven't. But he's still got our biggest. What? he's got the biggest win win percentage ratio, isn't he? Ask, under Dechatalo, De yeah, yeah, under Du So it's about thirty eight percent, I think, yeah. his win
3: ratio, which ain't bad. Which really. it not? Of course, it's not.
4: But I mean, I I, I, like, I like him. But um, yeah, I mean, the Robinson Out Brigade. Everyone's entitled to their opinion. I can I can see why. I've always wanted to join but, a brigade.
3: <laughs> I mean, that, uh, where'd you sign up? What the fire brigade? Yeah, Girl, oh, girls' um, brigade. Girls' brigade. Yeah,
4: that's That one, you've been part of that was, parlayed,
3: so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Right, Reece said uh, yesterday was a great win in, in the circumstances. No matter how poor Barry are, fantastic to hear about Forster, Caskie, and Solly travelling up to be with the lads. Carruba's news very frustrating, but central midfield isn't a priority. I heard we can get Holmes wages instead, so if we can get a loan. Uh, of a decent striker, I I prefer that. I mean, like I say, we we can spend Holmes's wages. We understand now, um, so I mean, where, where does that go? Will there be a loan available for us that we could? I mean,
5: you will be are lucky to get either another kid from one of the Premier teams or someone older from maybe the Championship. But I I can't see if there's you know if there's anyone out there you know who, who suddenly springs to mind who you could say oh yeah they're not playing for their team but they would come to us. I mean, you go back to the Robinson Out Brigade. If he goes, any like owner of a club would want to set out their plan for the future of a club to sell it to the manager coming in. Now, is Roden going to do an interview for someone who says, "Right, well, where do you see yourself in five years' time?" Not here, you know. It's, <laughs> so, <laughs> That's it's, true, it's, yeah. it's, who's who? Who do you do with the interviews? Who do you get in? How do you sell this club? Say, "Well, it's being sold, but we don't know who to. We don't know who the new owners are yet." You know, but do, would you like do to be players? Would manager?
3: Do, or do players? I mean, or, or managers would more so. But I mean, would players care about that? Managers yeah.
5: were, uh Players will not yeah. so much. You know, just as long as the money's coming in. But the manager, you know, really apart from probably maybe Steve Evans, who would go anywhere. Mm. You know, where there's a Gregs, mm. you know. <laughs> Would you know you're not going to get them? I'm in Iceland today,
3: they sell Greg sausage rolls frozen. Yeah, that's amazing! Like, you can have them at home. Oh, yeah, yeah. you've never seen those? No,
5: yeah. I don't like them, so that's why I don't
4: buy them. Ah, right, I'm well. sorry, I only just
5: found out yeah. oh, the bakeries are available.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, sorry, sorry, I got carried away. Man. Uh, right, uh, <laughs> what? what's I'm, happening? I'm we'll thinking of food now, because we just, we just got a great email in from uh, from Martin. <laughs> Uh, Martin is uh, uh, He says, uh, Hi, Louis. My, my wife, uh, Lorna, doesn't know ma- much about football as she's a Palace fan. Uh, <laughs> and that makes sense, yeah. But she's just said, Why don't you invite Louis and his mates rounds for dinner with us on a Sunday night as they're on the table with us every week anyway? <laughs> nice so I'm, I'm, assuming I'm not going to say no yeah you listening to uh, you want like me say- to do the cooking yeah yeah. <laughs> so Lord I'm uh, sorry to hear that you uh, you support Crystal Palace and I'm sure you've, yeah, you've made enough. some other bad life choices as well <laughs> uh, but, uh, but inviting us around for dinner is a great one yeah. and uh, we'd be more than happy to join you next week coming live from your kitchen here on Charmant <laughs> Live uh, right Roger Trass said uh, Robert should be knighted he's working miracles uh, with all what is going on at the club I've got so much respect for him uh, and the way he has connected Conducted himself and then Rogers also sent us in a lovely little song here goes uh, whoa we've got Josh McGinnis whoa he can't bloody finish whoa he never scores a goal away <laughs> very nice <laughs> All at home uh, yeah <laughs> that's true 12-13 goals against uh, a goal now sadly uh, Bob Liskum, I've been an advocate of the Jose returning but if Berry are that poor up front uh, and don't want to play him then I think I've changed my mind well personally I'd hate for him to come back just so i have to awkwardly see him again after, after <laughs> yesterday's, shake his hand again. yesterday's handshaking is one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened to me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, but right uh, Tim Jackson I wasn't there yesterday but managed to watch the game thought the players on the pitch were disciplined and committed Rebo didn't have the best game but kept going and did well for the goal Josh didn't score but I thought he played well Marshall deserved the goal come on you add it now obviously like uh, we, we do talk about McGuinness in terms of goal records but he does i I still think he does bring other stuff to the game. Certainly defensively from set pieces he wins a lot of headers in our own box. I think he does do a, a fair bit of link up play as well that probably goes unrewarded or you know, unnoticed at the moment because he's not banging the goals in.
4: Yeah, I, and I don't like don't get me wrong. I've always said, you know, I've liked Josh, but I've also always said that he's never going to get you 15-20 goals in my opinion. Um he's not uh, prolific goal scorer, he's more sort of a support person. I think he could be an ideal support mechanism if someone was closer to him. So, I mean, if you had the Reeveses in the world that were closer to him, which happened sort of that the South End away where, you know, Reeves was a bit closer to Josh and he fed off some scraps. But I just find we, he's so, so sometimes so isolated, there's only so much he can do. He's not going to, you know, you know, he's not going to. Run down the channels all the time. He's, he's that focal point, and yeah. I think he needs a bit of help. Well, he'd be perfect in a 4 4 2, but he, we're never going to play that, so you're going to need someone in and around him to get Josh's better I think we just need
5: to get him to bring his family because it's yeah, yeah, when, Every when he time brought, he brings a family, he scores. Yeah, when he brought his kid, he so scored the hat trick, right, and I yeah, think he, so yeah, a, so yeah. For for some reason he doesn't like him coming here, but
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Matthias says it was good wins, uh, against Berry and Oldham. I gave uh, I give Carl Robinson massive credit for the way he handled the situation at Charlton. I hope to see you soon. Hope to see you soon, uh, Matthias. Uh, Seb Lewis, talked about the statement that we're hoping is going to come out from the club uh, early in the week, saying, uh, it says, if it's a statement from Roland, it'll be full of us and brackets, dot, dot, dots, brackets. Yeah, I saw uh, I saw Seb on my way home yesterday. It was brilliant. So I, being an absolute cheapskate, I was, uh, I sort of went around the houses to find the cheapest train home. And that involved me, uh, going from Manchester to Warrington, and then it says you have to change stations at Warrington. Now, I assumed it'd be like Wigan, where the two stations are just the other side of the road. To- I had to walk the entire length of Warrington in about <laughs> 25 minutes just to-, to make my train. I had to rush. And I got there, but then I was on this empty train. Assumed I'd be the only Charlton fan on there because I didn't think anyone else would have been a cheapskate like me and you know adding an hour just to save 30- 30p or something. And then um, uh, go so go for the. Uh, at Houston keeping myself to the self assuming I've been the only Charlton fan proved wrong uh, when I saw one Seb Lewis getting wow. off the train further down the platform absolutely belted out Carl Robinson's name on the platform as well he's loving it having a great time uh, on his way back from his away day got a few bemused looks from those who aren't converted to the Charlton uh, story like we are but I went and said hello to him uh, didn't join in because uh, well you know, I've lost my voice or something but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, Bert Palmer says the Ricky Holmes money is probably just an interest payment on the debt that's owed to Roland Duchat I mean yeah in terms of the money that we that is owed to him as debt from the club it's a drop in the ocean it's nothing uh, I mean, even even if we got the upper end of the scale of what people hope uh, even if we have uh, I'm not sure we have <laughs> then then you know there the, the, would still be a drop in the ocean I mean it's, it's such a petty you waved I mean it's, uh, it's Ronan's I mean, money do what you want uh, Richard <laughs> it's Justin, not fire anymore yeah. Richard, Richard Justin <laughs> says Carl said that he hadn't given up hope on Carruthers yet could it still happen now I mean, you heard it in the interview there uh, that we played earlier on the show with Carruthers and I, 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 I do get the impression that he's saying that because you can, you're never say never and if there is a takeover in the next few days then maybe we can go and buy him anyway but the, the way it says I mean, I think if the owner if the owner doesn't change then I don't think we will get him before the end of this transfer window at all
4: yeah which is a shame because he's a good player but we can always hope that uh, something happens in the foreseeable future and then we can um go back and uh, raid Sheffield United you know, if we can call it that?
3: right let's have a quick break here on Charlton Live don't forget you've still got time to get involved with our player in focus this evening which is Harry Lennon we've got a fair few tweets on him uh, which will come to there's also emails in our inbox which we're going to read after the break so if you want to have your say on Harry Lennon invite us around for dinner wherever you want studio at Charlton tweet us at Charlton Live head over to the Charlton Live forum back in 30 seconds
2: But all McCoffie's line, he's gone for it, you know. What a goal!
1: What a goal by Oh, It's almost at the halfway line.
6: Unbelievable strike. That is outrageous. Right footed saw all McCoffie's
2: line. What uh, a goal.
3: Shelton Live. Welcome back, Shelton Live here on Maritime Radio. I Hope you're enjoying the show on your Sunday evening. We've uh, looked back at yesterday's 1 nil win uh, over Bury, uh, up at Gig Lane, uh, that's catapulted us back into the League One playoff places. Now, we have a question on the forum uh, from Ian Dan. I'm not sure we can answer this, really. It says, uh, If a takeover happens, where do you see the club within the next two years? And that's an interesting question. And it's a particularly difficult question because we have absolutely no idea what's going to happen, who's going to take us over. It could be one of a number of interested parties. But, I mean, at the same time, I don't know, if you look at, I think, a case in point. This is the only thing that the back of my mind has got me slightly roared now. We're all really eager for a takeover to go through as soon as possible. But I just wonder that once all the euphoria of the fact that, that du Châtelet would have left the club and you know it will, it will be seen as a chance to start afresh i mean some people might expect things to just be perfect overnight and they won't be look at late orient now, they had this horrible Bocchetti fella, I think that was his name, uh, last season, who's taken him down from League One all the way into the National League, but they got taken over in the summer by... It would seem people with Leighton Orient at heart. They've brought Martin Ling in as director of football. They've got a decent manager now in Justin Edinburgh, but they've only bought him in midway through the season because their manager before had them languishing in the lower reaches of the conference. Now, if you've been on a slide for a few years, it doesn't just change overnight, and I think that's the worry. I think, you know, we're all so excited for the takeover. We think that when it happens it's going to be great and we're going to win the Champions League within the next five years that's probably not going to happen there's probably still going to be one hell of a slow turnaround and it may be slightly a case of after the Lord Mayor's show once it does go through especially now I mean, it could be anyone who takes yeah, it, it I mean, could I be think, the Hitlers for all I
5: know <laughs> I think we're, so, we're a very nice family I, it's, <laughs> it's, we're so desperate for Düsseldorf to go I think we, you don't really look at it if you're thinking anything has got to be better and you're thinking anyone who's done the due diligence on the club knows you know, can look back to the history and, you know, you don't have to go back too far to the premiership years to see a full stadium, you know, and invested, you know, a solid team. We we were a model for other clubs and we've stopped being that. So, and they obviously know about, you know, the protests, about Descholets, so they know how passionate the fans could be. So if anyone came in and said, right, we're going to strip it down, blah, 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 sell you off, you know, they don't need the ache that that would give them. So, I you know, it's... I'm fairly positive like, any kind of like takeover would be, uh, it'd have to be a positive for us because I'd, I'd think we'd probably have a better interest in football than Disholet's had
3: mm. Nathan I mean uh, if, if you were to make a prediction can you at this moment in time
5: um,
4: no it's, it's hard because you know it, it, it depends on who, who the new owner is I mean are they are they going to come in and just throw money at it or are they going to Try and do it steady, or I don't know. But I mean, personally, <coughs> obviously, I think there's only one sort of thing in the next two years, and if if you include this year as one, um, is you're going to have to be pushing for those top two, and that's the only thing that we can really. I, don't, I I I don't see there's much point in trying to trying to aim for something too far ahead because we're still a long way to go where we need to be. So I would say to build a decent squad to try and put get out this get out of this league and be pr- competitive um, for the championship but um, I'm not going to say you know be within you know, the premiership within five years and all that jargon because it's, it never works like that so just take it a season yeah. at a time but obviously tr- try and be better I know it's boring but I think what we've had in recent years we've just got to be sensible
3: I think in uh, five years time I'm going to be in the Champions League
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you say that you look, at, look who's in the premiership at the moment yeah. Brighton yeah. Huddersfield you know Burnley you know, they've been a bit of a yo-yo the last couple of teams. got Wolves uh, going up there now, Wolves they? are probably most likely to go up. You know, they've, they've been there. But you've got teams in the Premiership, Huddersfield and Brighton, who if I'd said to you two seasons ago oh they're going to both be in a premiership you'd have had me sectioned So, <laughs> well, uh, we're
3: still planning to go on there if we need to get you sectioned but, um, <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll talk about that after the show right? Charlton Sawa, DM said, always viewed Carl Robinson's passion and rhetoric as a bit of a PR gimmick however Robinson's authenticity has really shone through these past couple of weeks he has fought for transparency and demonstrated an accurate uh, sorry, an acute understanding of what Cholton means to its fans. He's put himself on the line and has treated us with, the res- with respect, uh, so glaringly absent from those above him. For me, he has been the club's manager uh, and owner for the last couple of weeks. If he has sacked, it would be a total travesty, but he would certainly go down as a man who bought stability, turned us around and regularly spun gold from straw. That's uh, lovely words there from from Charlton. So I want Carl Robinson. That's got an the email, Samuel Spong. Uh, Email us. Ronald de Chatelet not only represents but showcases and celebrates the darkest, most destructive side of human nature, where football clubs represent the best of, community, of a community spirit, passion, and pride. Ronald de Châtelet smirks at it all by virtue of his wealth and privilege. His views are superior to thousands of people We are little people in little places we don 't have feelings, our emotions and history mean nothing our misery isn 't real we 're not humans. Ronald de Châtelet may hold himself in high regard but will never change the truth. He is a bully, and like all bullies, he is a coward, never facing us himself, willing for those with more uh, to, to lose, to take his bullets, incapable of any decency. Roland du Châtelet is a sad little man who will never truly be able to experience the beauty of unity uh, as we have. And that and for that, I feel truly sorry for him. That's from uh, uh, Samuel Spong, They're not a fan of, uh, of, uh, of Roland du Châtelet. Uh, oh, and uh, Martin's just upgraded his uh, dinner invite. It says, if Roland's gone, we're going to have champagne as well. Oh, oh lovely. Fancy. Oh. Fancy, fancy. Right, uh, Chris Davins says, uh, uh, subject line, Ricky who? Uh, Ricky Holmes, I think he was called. Ricky <laughs> Holmes. Yeah, <laughs> Ricky Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they say, that, he says, they say a week is a long time in politics. Well, a day is a long time in the ever-evolving history of Charlton Athletic. It seems tricky. Ricky is uh, is no more off to pastures new. Ironically, is. Uh, is well, I think he is still, as far as I know. Uh, uh, ironically, he has won the captain's armband on, on occasions, yet chose to leave the sinking ship. Uh, the way that he has been eulogised by on social media, you'd have thought he was some kind of legend leaving after 300 games and a life at the club. Now he's a decent league one player, decided to leave after less than two seasons at the club. He's hardly Solly or Jackson. If it was his choice to want away, he doesn't want to play for Chutton, the club. Uh, that we'd walk over broken glass to play for, so good riddance. His career, from now on, I couldn't care less about. I saw a comparison with Scott Parker, who left and was forever Judas, whereas Holmes is portrayed as a hero. Both Judas to me, though. Two wins on the spin and a winnable game v. Warsaw. Next Saturday, we're back in the playoff mix. If we take it as a given that Wigan and Blackburn go up, uh, then amongst the playoff contenders, even the squad we have, I say there is nothing to fear we have as good a chance as any of them, so I wouldn't give up just now. Glad to see Robinson allegedly slagging off fans, uh, slagging off Roland, sorry, to fans outside the Manchester Hotel pre-match. I'm not his biggest fan, understatement, but uh, now he's a footballing version of Shea Guevara. <laughs> uh, if you tremble with indignation at every industrious, then you're a friend of mine, he quotes. Uh, I'm beginning to warm to him. Don't forget, people, the revolution is what's important, and each one of us uh, alone is worth noting. Up the revolution. That's from uh, from Chris Davin, thanks for that. Mick Brazil says, I enjoyed Carl's interview. He says a lot, uh, and we need to use a filter at times, but in describing the knock on uh, the door from Sony and Foster Kasky, I think he's shown, uh, he knows what Charlton supporters are all about. I think he gets us in contrast, Roland and Katrine don't, didn't even try to understand it. In fact, they did the opposite. They looked down their arrogant noses at us and told us they better, they knew better when it was quite obvious that they didn't. Charlton supporters value effort, determination, and overcoming odds by sheer hard work, mixing some humility, and you've got the recipe for becoming Charlton heroes. I think he's got that just perfect. That line there, what what I making He says, "I hope the new owners have come uh, have some of those qualities. Uh, if they do, there are good there are good times ahead. I long for a return to the Saturday routine. Charlton supporters don't ask for." much, but we do know what we want. Now, Ryan Fitzgerald says there's a silver lining to the home still. Says, evening, gents. The eternal optimist in me wants to see the link up between De Silva and Mavadili that was on display yesterday. As the silver lining to home's being sold. Just a shame Uh, They're both on loan. Plus, with Aribo, Marshall and even Reeves in the mix in the middle uh, and Foster on his way back, we still have a decent amount of skill and pace going forward. Still holding out hope on getting a striker in before the window closes as the final piece of the puzzle, even if that does end up being the recall of someone like Igor. In any normal club, that wouldn't be a given, but it just seems like Roland is being as spiteful as he can as he drags the sail on as long as he can. So I don't know if he's being spiteful. I think it's just being... Of, yeah, he's just boringly finished, uh, business-like like, mm-hmm. So um, unambitiously business-like It's horrible It's not football It's not it's not what football's about uh, It says Nevertheless fingers are well and truly crossed For the good week uh, ahead so Let's see how good that week's going to be Final email comes in from Marcus Jack Says uh, Do you know if the Football League carry out uh, A fit and proper purpose test uh, Yet before a takeover is carried out Are you just so that yeah, they have they, that. they'd have to do that beforehand yeah. surely they wouldn't wait till after to do that no, I mean, the old Selena yeah. thing
4: wasn't it yeah I mean
3: how how effective that can <laughs> be I don't know because I mean like I so say if you look at the people that have got through uh, over, over the last uh, few years I mean there's, there's mm. some shockers uh, so how much it can how much it is currently effective I don't know uh, so we'll see right uh, we've got five minutes left of the show uh, tonight's program focus I mentioned uh, earlier on uh, in the show is uh, Harry Lennon now of course he's uh, had uh, I think he's 23 years old defender uh, come up through the academy he was just starting to find his feet You know, played, he played in our championship relegation season then was playing quite a lot at the start of the next season as well under Russell Slade uh, I think he gave away a penalty at Port Vale and the night that Russell Slade was sick absolutely sick and um, <laughs> since then I don't think we saw him for 13-14 months in, in, in league action because of a uh, an injury I think it was in his pelvis or something like that it's, it's a bit of a weird injury um, but he's come back now back into the team and I mean starting to hold down a place over the last few weeks with PSL what, what do you make of him Nath?
4: No I thought he's done good I think when when he first came in I thought I found him very naive in he's defending I thought he jumped in too quick gave away silly fouls um, I thought he was quite disciplined but since he's come back I mean um, he played very well against Southend he looked, I mean Apart from maybe the goal, but I think he looked assured. And but he's a good player, and um, we uh, we all know he's not going to be the any of the first two choices. But he's a good good player. He you know Gillian was sung from the rooftops when he was there on loan, and he's got, he's a decent little player. He's, only, he's played 28 times, which is mad to think. I didn't even think he played that many games for us. 28 times. Mm. I
1: think
3: I, I think certainly in the championship season, mm. there's a couple of times, Rob. Out mistakes that he made that I oh. felt he, he could have done a bit better with. So, I mean, it's good to see
5: that he's coming a bit more solid now, Mark Yeah, I mean, I, I like him. I mean, it's going to sound funny. I think he's got the right build for a centre half. You know, he's got some height, he's got some muscle on him. So, um, I'm trying to think who we were playing a few weeks ago and you thought maybe he was going to be out muscled. Um, was it Portsmouth? Possibly. Yeah, he might He'd be an older at home, old or, or Blackpool, where, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and you thought, oh, you know, he's going to be pushed around a bit. Because, you know, sometimes even Navi gets pushed around and he's a big old wardrobe. But, you know, Lennon, I think he can be a threat in both ends, you know, set pieces, you know, he's good with his head. Like, like I said, you know, if he cuts out some like basic mistakes, you know, and he does tend to over hit a pass, you know, but I, I, I don't, I think it'd only be, like I say, because he's been out for 14 months, and you don't know how long it takes you to get your rhythm back, you know, get your full fitness back. So, no, mm. I, I like him. I'm not, I think in next season it'll be him plus one other centre-half for us anyway. So.
3: Excellent, right. So I'll put it out to you guys uh, asking you what you made of our player in focus, who is Harry Lennon. Freddie says, I'm a fan. I think you can tell he's not played in a while, but he has a very good pass on him. He is going through the mill at the minute playing so many games despite only just coming back after a year. If any man can help him grow as a person and a defender, it's Carl Robinson and his staff. Martin says he's a very good defender, reads the game well, which makes up for a lack of pace. Reece says, I'm not a big fan of him. Wasn't there yesterday, so can't comment on his performance then, but it wasn't but wasn't impressed with him versus Oldham. A lot of dodgy clearances. I'm never confident when he plays. However, as a fifth-choice centre-back, he's not uh, bad at all and good to have depth in that area. Paul Stevens says, I think he's a decent defender. Could learn a lot next to Pearce uh, in central defence if he gets the chance uh, next year. So that's Harry Lennon. Our player in focus. Right, we're just about coming to the end of uh, this evening's Cheltenham Live what is uh, gearing up to be well maybe another interesting week we don't know I mean if a takeover goes through this week will certainly be an interesting week if it's just a statement uh, and players coming back from injury it'll be a progress in, in some way that that will be good uh, Fun Bluff did ask us on the Chapman Live forum if we know anything about the various Mark Curry Yvette Fielding Tracy Chapman or Eddie Large takeover rumours so I did some googling at least two of them used to be on Blue Peter yeah. one of them
4: used to sing a song didn't they <laughs> yeah
3: so I'm starting to wonder if Fun Bluff might be on a bit a wind up there <laughs> but, <laughs> but I've never heard of him. Uh um, unfortunately sometimes the jokes I'm a little bit too young for them Yvette Cooper was it yeah Yvette, oh, is she ch- a politician no Yvette Fielding Yvette uh, H- Fielding yeah. does
5: yeah. the um, thing with Derek Acora, the Ghostbuster. she was a Blue presenter well I'm baffled well it's
3: the sort of club. We are. I wouldn't be shocked if we get taken <laughs> over by those people. But like Derek, A- Derek, A- Cora, like Cora, yeah. yeah. The spirits have told him yeah. <laughs> we could, He could tell us the games, the, the results before the games, and <laughs> save us all the, the hassle of coming excellent right this has been Chelten Live here on Maritime Radio thank you very much to Nathan Wood for coming in
5: much love see you later
3: thank you to Mark Newbury for coming in
5: fingers crossed for this week
3: yeah I've been Louis it has been Chelten Live we'll be back on Thursday evening to bring you news of well who knows we'll find out during the week hope you've enjoyed the show and we'll see you later <laughs> <laughs>